Welcome to the Serial Entrepreneur Podcast, where your fun and professional hosts take you on morning adventures in the world of startups. From simple to complex, disruptive, or just plain genius, startup ideas are chewed over to see if they get soggy or can stay crunchy in milk. So grab your favorite bowl of cereal and let's dig in. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Olga. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. I have my fancy mug by your request. Hey, you got back to a fancy mug. You've had that one before. I love that one. The flowers, bright orange colors. It's a happy, happy mug with some birds and it's full of sunshine and full of happiness. Is that like you today? Are you full of happiness and sunshine? I am getting there. I am still really, really worried about what's going on in my country of birth. It is in my thoughts constantly, but I am out of this emergency mode and more into maintenance mode. So I'm thinking I have to take care of myself. I have to take care of my business. I have to take care of people around me. And I'm still sending prayers and good thoughts to people in the Eastern. I'm sure you're tired of this, of, of the conversation over and over and over again, because people know you're Ukrainian. They know what everyone's going through over there. And, and we won't belabor this again. Like last, you know, we won't talk about, at length about what's going on there, but really I just can't help but mention my prayers, my dreams and hope is that the people that are suffering, that the nation of Ukraine, this whole thing is just over as quickly as possible, that we get back to peace, that we get back to talking and that we just get away from this conflict as soon as possible, whatever that means. Exactly. And on the one hand, you're right. It's sometimes now when I see a phone number from a person I haven't heard from in a while, I am thinking they're calling me to talk about the situation Hmm. in Ukraine. But on the other hand, I am very, very grateful. It means a lot that everybody's showing their support. Mm -hmm. For example, one of my good friends and one of the favorite people I know sent me a picture of her shop and she displayed an American, sorry, a Ukrainian flag at the counter and it says we support Ukraine. So I think that's great. um, It's heartwarming. I I absolutely Mm -hmm. love it. And I appreciate it a lot. Very, very grateful. Yeah. A lot of love and support. And that's just amazing to see through, through all this terrible, everything. It was great to see just so many people just reaching out, pouring out heart and love and and support for the people that are suffering. And we're right there with you, right there behind everybody. And just like your mug, let's aim ourselves towards something cheerier right now. Okay. Exactly. That's definitely worth I our was, attention. But right now. As we were talking before, the actual war is still going on, yeah, but yeah. Ukraine has definitely won the information war. And that is a really, really good example of excellent marketing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. The whole world is watching so many videos and pictures and stories and the stories are being told both the good ones and the bad ones. That's a testament to your very profession, isn't it? It is. It is. So I am actually very curious from a professional standpoint. I'm watching and listening and looking at the news and the social media posts from many different sides. And it is super exciting to see how people are able to influence people's hearts, nations' hearts. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
Well, I, I do have to ask, let's, let's just change subjects here real quick. Are you still on water? Are we still fasting or is this it? Are we back to coffee or, or do you have actual food in front of you? What's going on? It's not coffee. It's okay. tea. And ah! I am not going to be able to satisfy your taste because it's, it's a tea bag. <laughs> you still got your tea bag. It's well, not kind of Earl Grey. It's okay. just a regular black tea from Trader Joe's, but Trader it's, Joe's. it's really good. <laughs> I okay. like it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If you like it, hey, who am I to say otherwise? It probably wouldn't be my first choice. Those tea bags. They tend to have the tea powder and they're just the really fine leaves and you want the big full leaves. You don't want to leave the tea bag in there. You want to steep for a specific time and temperature, but Hey, who am I to, well, I already did, didn't I? Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I'm still going to upgrade to loose sleeve tea in the future. <laughs> so far tea bags do the job. <laughs> All right. In honor of my daughter just had her first birthday. One of my daughters is now one year old. So in honor of that, I have birthday cake, fruity pebbles. I guess it's not fruity pebbles. It's birthday cake pebbles. I like fruity pebbles a lot. To be honest with you, I much more prefer to use fruity pebbles and maybe even this birthday cake pebbles in, in recipes, something like um, Rice Krispie Treats. Uh, I made them recently and I put in one third Fruity Pebbles, two thirds Rice Krispies. And boy, those are really good. My wife and I, we both love those. So I, I do like I've these as a cereal. I've seen this kind of cereal. It is wild. And the smell, oh, it's, it actually smells a lot more like Fruity Pebbles than I thought it would. I thought it would just be all birthday cake because that's a very overwhelming smell. But it actually... Still smells a lot like Fruity Pebbles. And of course, it's got that tiny well, bubble picture. What do Fruity Pebbles smell like? They smell pretty fruity, like a chemical fruit, of course, <laughs> right? <laughs> but pretty fruity. So, and these also smell fruity, which surprised me because I thought it'd just be all birthday cake, but it's not. It's still pretty fruity. These are definitely not known for their crunch. A little foreshadowing spoiler alert there about our conversation for today. Not not believing in very much crunch, I'll put it that way. But still very good. I still love it. Like I said, I think I prefer it in recipes. Usually Rice Krispie Treats are how I make these. I like to make desserts and sweets like that. I just made palettas. I love palettas. Have you had what palettas are? Have you had those? No, I don't. What are they? I'm saying it the, the American way. I'm half Mexican. I should say paletas. But it's this, this basically a popsicle, a nice treat. And I like the creamy ones, sort of the milk-based ones. And I made them just recently strawberry cheesecake paletas, and they were so good. I'm oh, my gosh. my Spanish one-to-one class this evening, so I'm going to ask ah. my tutor what paletas are. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Let's ask them to host a paleta night in honor of Mexican traditions. And I think you guys will be pretty happy with the results. But enough of paletas. Let's get on to the cereal. Oh, okay. I didn't think I'd like this as much as I do. Pretty good. Maybe not like top 10 or even top 20. That is a good cereal. I like it. It's crunchy right off the bat, so that's good, even with the milk. Mm, it gets all in your cracks and teeth and everything and makes its way all over your mouth. It's really good with the milk. I'm on regular milk. Just last wow, time or this what time. Happened? I still need to make a trip to Costco. That's where I get my soy milk. I see. Um, not a sponsor. <laughs> Maybe they want a sponsor. I know they're listening, but I tend to get my soy milk there. And I just haven't been in a while because it's such an ordeal to go to Costco. Boy, first world problems. Here I go. Half a mile beyond your office at WoW Surfboards. <laughs> You're right. I live by my surfboard place, which we just got our recent shipment. So excited for the new boards. Big 40-foot yes, container. All eight of us unloaded that sucker in 45 minutes. 
It was great. New surfboards. I'm so excited to, to expand with the brand and all of my all my vendors are chomping at the bit to get these boards. So I'm really excited about that. Improve the product line. You're my marketing person. So you knew right away. That's what to talk about. And yes, no excuses about Costco. It's right there. But I have been very busy. This is the season's ramping up. Weather's been good. My daughter had a birthday. All these things are going on. My parents are in town right now. So it's just a lot. And I just haven't made it to Costco. So regular milk it is. And I, I just have to point out, we just went from teary-eyed talks about border disputes and, and international wars. And here we are complaining about soy milk and Costco. So maybe everything in perspective, we're doing all right still. How lucky <laughs> we are. It's, it is so true. Yeah. I can handle some regular milk. I still like it. So, but I like the cereal. I'm going to keep eating it today. And today is the final day that we talk about one way or the other, the, the power generating workout gym, right? The power generating workout gym, this idea got us so excited and we were thinking that it would be maybe our next project that we launch, but <laughs> we were taking on the world. We were like, yeah, let's do this. Let's rock it. Let's build a, our own facility and let's get all this equipment in there and we'll get some scientists in a lab to start building out new technology. It'll be great. It'll be easy. The more we research, the more <laughs> we realize that this idea is a little bit bigger than us right now. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how crunchy this is for me still. I don't know how crunchy it is for you still. We both did our research. We both got a real cold, sobering look on what we are actually undertaking. But I just have to say, this is what we're here for. We are here to take honest, hard looks at every aspect of starting a business and just back up and say, whoa, that sounded great at first. No way are we going to do this. Or, hey, this sounded like a terrible idea, but actually as we pencil it out, maybe it's it, it could actually work out. Or, hey, this actually really sounds like a great business. Let's go ahead and start doing dog poop business or something like that. I don't know. You just you know, never know until the, you really get into it. The eco gym, this uh, self-powered gym is still crunchy for me. And I think that maybe in 20 years, it's going to be a common occurrence <laughs> in every gym in the country. There are some machines or some weight machines as well that would generate their own energy. But at the moment, there is no technology that would do that. Right. And developing the technology, well, you have the numbers, right? Yeah. And I did find, actually, I found out that there were some people that have weightlifting equipment that does power, that does create electricity. It's just, it was hard to find and there's not much. We might still want to go down the road of making our own technology, but we're not the first ones to this party, for sure, as we've discussed and it should be recognized that we are hitting the brakes at the financial part only, which we kind of figured would happen, right? We knew that this was going to be the, the hard part, right? Everything else sounds great. You generate electricity, everybody it gets healthy and everybody wins. It's it sounds, so you know, fun to market. It's such a great idea. It's wonderful to market. I would set up a recurring billing system. I'd have my credit card processing system in place and generating great new revenue stream for myself. And it just, it sounds great. And it has so many feel goods to it. And really... It's, it's a numbers game in, in a lot of ways, every business is. And that I think is the final test. And that's how we've set up our podcast to say, that's the final test. Exactly. Can it we has finance to make it? Sense financially and mm -hmm. it has to become profitable at some point. So this might be a good spot for an angel investor. Okay. So we put all this work together. Okay. Let's say we build a pro forma. We get all our financial you know needs set up apart, which I have just nebulous soft numbers for us today. <laughs> 
I don't have any hard faction figures that I really sat down and did because way too overwhelming. This is not something I'm going to be able to tackle. I would have a hard enough time with that little e-foil business that we had last time. <laughs> and there's no way I'm going to be able to handle this one by myself, especially in the time frame that I've been given. I think it's a great time to mention to our listeners that we're still looking for a financial person, somebody who, <laughs> and it's it's the worst time to ask for a yeah. financial host. Tax season. Everybody's going <laughs> to <the> tax season. <laughs> like a month to go, right? Like a month and a half to go. Unless they will be busy with some extensions. There's extensions. <laughs> I know. The world's a different place nowadays. <laughs> but there, that right person, I'm a, I'm a true believer in, in fate or God's will or whatever you would call it. And I believe that the right person is out there for us, both for us and for them. And if that right person, or if you think you do, send them our way, send them to the serialpodcast.com. Give them my email, Matt at San Diego payment processing.com. Give them Olga's email, support at fotexlabs.com. Send them our way Some We'll have a little vetting process, of course, but we're a little desperate at this point. So <laughs> anybody with at least one eye and they can breathe and they can do basic math, maybe that will help. Maybe some spreadsheet skills too. We'll see. But, but yeah, that would be a godsend for us. It's something we really need. And it would really round out our team. That was the vision from the beginning. If that person sent them our way, because as you can see, we're just treading water in this area. That's all we're doing. And we would love to be just speedboating away on this thing. So that being said, we have some numbers for you. We have some idea of the mountain we would have to climb <laughs> to get over the the actual creation process for a business like this. I would I say, Elon know. Musk, if you're listening, I think this is right up your alley. And I, I'm pretty sure he is listening. I would guess this is one of the podcasts. Yeah, on he phone. was the first listener. Probably. So I would guess so. So uh, reach out to us, say, hey, and and I think this might be right up your alley. I bet you could afford it. <laughs> and I bet that you um, are such a big proponent of electrical power anyway. And you can foresee some of these people on their, their bikes and treadmills and whatnot powering some of your vehicles. So I think it just, it fits your brand, right? Olga, does this fit his brand imagine, pretty well? Imagine Elon Musk riding one of our bikes <laughs> and waving <laughs> to the camera. <laughs> He's sweating up a storm. He's just like, okay, I got to get this car charged. Model I love S. it, but I think we're going into the marketing field again. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. Ooh, cereal's still a little crunchy. This is very good, man. And some cereals make their milk, right? They make that flavored milk. And this is definitely one of them. When I hit that milk, I'm just like, woo. I don't know. You're the cereal expert. <laughs> There's a business idea for you. Cereal flavored milk. You don't have to pour it in the bowl and eat the cereal to have the milk at the end. You just have these containers of cereal flavored milk. Write this down. It's on Where's the, the crunch in that? There needs to be some crunch. <laughs> we don't want crunchy milk. No, no it's just a drink. No, it's just a flavored not the crunchy milk. <laughs> I am... I'm literally putting that on our podcast idea, business ideas right now. This is where they come from. And I bet I'm not the first one to think of this. I've, I've heard of cereal scented candles before. I know that's a thing. I'm certain somebody thought of this. I know there's guys out there that will just sit there and take all the marshmallows out of the, the Lucky Charms and sell just the marshmallow bags for some crazy amount that I'm sure people pay for. Cereal is a good economic driver, no doubt. And But hey doesn't mean that we have to be the first people to do it, right? Could be a new business idea. We'll see. It's right up our alley. We do cereal. Matt, let's leave it for the next episode. All That's right. We're going to <laughs> look into all the crunchy and not so crunchy ideas. You can tell how afraid we are of going into the numbers just based on how many bunny trails we're taking to just distract ourselves from getting to, to the pro forma, to getting to the startup costs. Ah, 
startup cost. Okay, let's get into it though, okay? Do you want to get into the numbers? You ready? Okay, let's buckle down. Let's stay on target. No reference there to any movies. Okay, let me get my notes ready because I had to go back and do that podcast idea. So startup costs, okay? So there's the basic gym workout startup costs, which is somewhere, and it depends on the size. You can make a really tiny gym. You can make a huge facility. And I think we need some size for this to be doable because you need a certain amount of machines running at all times to generate enough electricity to make it even worth it. And people have already kind of proven the system where they make 5% of their own power, but I think they don't have very much usage. I think we need to make something kind of big. So just last time we did the startup costs with, and, and the pro forma, with the e-foil boards, I really got into the weeds with all the numbers. And I think that was a mistake. I think I put a few people to sleep. I might've put myself to sleep when I listened to it. And I didn't, I don't I think we could get you. into that. <laughs> you, you didn't realize I fe- actually fell asleep during that episode. You didn't notice. I guess I'm that. No, because I was listening to you. Oh, you weren't listening to me. <laughs> well, there you go. So there was a lot of research to do here. I didn't get all my numbers hardwired in there anyway. So this is already going to be nebulous and I just, I didn't get really, really far into it anyway, but these are sort of general facts and figures that I was able to kind of put together to say what the startup costs would be. We're looking uh, the low and the high for the startup costs on doing a gym in the size that we would need it to be, I believe would be between 800,000 and $1.2 million to get a facility that with an existing building, right? We're not building our own building. We're not buying any real estate. That's a big differentiator, right? And that you could just add the price tag to that if that's what you're doing. 800000 to $1.2 million for the startup costs of just getting all the machines built, getting um, six months of, you know, three to six months of operating costs going, of making sure that it's all ready with all the right fire safety regulations and all the right platforms that you need and the, the right areas built out, all the, all the desk build outs, all the... Um, of course, equipment. Did I mention that? All the, the exercise equipment itself, that gets pretty spendy. And then, of course, there's all the facilities like the bathrooms and the showers and the, the sauna and all that kind of spa-y type stuff. Not that a toilet is like a spa, but, but I mean, a lot of plumbing and waterworks and, and just facilities and that, that gets pretty expensive. So 800000 to $1.2 million is sort of where I came up with for the starting cost of a gym like this. So that's just the startup cost, okay? So I have a question there. Does that include the research that is going to take place in order to build those machines? Great question. I'm sure the answer, not even close. (laughs) Right. And that's the big one right there. And that's the hard one to to nail down because we have no idea how much research it will actually take. I, I was able to talk to a couple of different people about how much research and time goes into building things like this and technology. And it could take Literally decades. I and mean, it can go kind of fast too. It depends on how much money you throw at it. But this is the one where- I was it, right about 20 years from now. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But there's a lot of existing technology that can be just taken and tested. So what, what you're not doing is you're not creating any kind of newfangled device, right? You're taking existing technology and you're trying to optimize it to the use that we are purposing these this technology for. That I think really helps- when it comes to the research and development aspect of this business idea. But the hard part is you still have to do the work. You still have to take the scientific method and do a lot of research and play with all of these magnets and coiled copper and find out what type of system generates the most electricity using uh, simple machine physics 
and probably a team of five to 10 researchers <laughs> is what you're looking at to be able to, to get this done right. And so you got to pay these guys something, right? I mean, maybe they, they would be willing to take a pay cut because it's a great idea and they love it as much as we do, but they're still going to need to you know feed themselves and their family and live somewhere and buy a candy bar every once in a while. So I'm Sarah. And cereal, of course. No, no, they'll get free cereal. We'll, we'll, we'll get the sponsors on board. So it has to be at a certain point in the tens of millions of dollars. I would just guess because I really didn't pencil out the numbers on that one. I just thought that's a lot. It's going to be a lot. Once Elon Musk sends us that email and he's like, pencil it out and let me know, you better believe I'm going to be right there with my spreadsheet and calculator and we'll be figuring out exactly what that would cost. I'll be on the, on the horn with universities and research labs and and I bet he's got his own team of people that could work on it too. So maybe we'll get there if we get that email or phone call. But as of right now, I just didn't think it was worth putting pen to paper too much on the research side of things because it's already such a high number that I think it's a little bit beyond our current episode two of this brand new podcast capabilities. Well, it's not episode two. It's business two. Oh yeah. Sorry. Business two. You're right. You're right. Episode eight now, right? That's business number two. And uh, just a couple months into it. And I think it's just, it's something that's worth keeping in the back pocket and tabling. How about we do that? Just okay. uh, keep it in the back pocket and keep it on our website and uh, see if our listeners would be interested in continuing that conversation. Mm-hmm. And you never know, there are some people who are very passionate about renewable energy. And this idea, it's still crunchy in my head. <laughs> it has some crunch, yeah. With all this doggy numbers. Let's see. Okay, yeah. I'm surprised. And I think it's just the cereal pieces that landed on the outside of the bowl. But there's still some crunch to this cereal of mine, which I thought would be soggy right away. There's still some crunch to it. Maybe this is getting a little bit better in my head than when we started. But I think you and I both really want to do it. And if you and I had you know, more money than brains, we would definitely just start it up and see where it goes. Because you know, I think it's a fantastic idea. I think it's a worthwhile goal to chase after. And I really want to see it done. I think you really want to see it done. I think a lot of our listeners would love to see it done. But the reality of it is, is it's going to be expensive. It's going to take a lot of time and a lot of other new things that don't usually go into new businesses. So let's table it. Does that sound like a kind of crunchy table it idea? Do you want to just do that? Kind of crunchy, but table for now. Idea. Table for now. Okay. We will put the business plan and the sort of nebulous numbers that I've come up with on the website. And so we'll keep this idea on the website. And we will designate this as a tabled it for now or whatever we're going to call it. (laughs) We're going to shelve the cereal box. Oh, I almost got it. Look at that. And we're going to shelve the cereal box. That was pretty cool. I didn't even look back. And this is confusing people that are only listening on the podcast. We're going to shelve it for now and come back to it later. Either A, when Elon Musk or some rich billionaire says, hey, let's do this. I'm with you. I'm backing you 100%. Or a million people all want to donate 20 bucks. Maybe that would do it. I don't know. But short of miracles like that, we'll table it. We'll keep it in the back of our head. Maybe we'll come back to it when we have our numbers guy and have him take a harder look at it and make sure that. Matt, I think you're doing such a great job with that. I mean, <laughs> not you. just not just with the business plan itself, but also with the numbers. And I think this is your experience with your payment processing company talking right here. Did by the way that Matt is a broker. He works with multiple different payment processors and he is able to select 
the one that is right for you and for your business. So it has all the features and you feel like you are in control and not some company that processes your payments. He offers so many different hardware, software solutions. And when something goes wrong and that in business world, things go wrong sometimes. <laughs> something always goes wrong. You have, you have Matt to, to figure this out for you. So I, I absolutely am loving being on the podcast with you, Matt. And I think that doesn't matter if it's soggy or crunchy or potentially <laughs> crunchy. I am having a lot of fun with it. Well, thank you, Olga. I'm having the time of my life with this podcast. I look forward to our recording every single week and I love preparing for it. And I love doing this with you. Even before we started this podcast, we had a great relationship. We worked together on so many different projects, both the businesses that I have, I've helped you with your needs and your business as well. And just watching you work with uh, the other clients that you have, it's just amazing to see you create these custom-made marketing ecosystems where everything kind of feeds off of each other. Everything's centered around a website, a beautifully crafted website that is custom made a lot of times on WordPress. And, and you have all of your staff that really know what they're doing and they work well together. And, and you connect the social media over here and you connect the email campaigns over here and you've got billboards to support everything over there. And it depends on what type of business they have. Maybe they're here to, to join this networking group or to do this or to do that. And you take that white glove custom approach to every single business and you make them shine. You make them work for them. And if that's your business, if your business could use those services, support at fotexlabs.com. You need that support at fotexlabs.com. Email Olga and ask her if she is the right fit for you and your business. And you will absolutely be doing yourself and your bottom line a huge favor by uh, at least having that initial conversation to see if you're a good fit. So uh, thank you, Matt. Yeah. Thank you. So thank you. Much. Love, love being here. Um, we worked so well together before. We're working to work together great here with all these. I wanted to say that we have a week to come up with new business ideas. Mm-hmm. And I would like to address our listeners one more time. If you have something that you have been thinking about for a while and you want to see if this is something that can be turned into a real business, send us an email, fill out a contact us form on the serialpodcast.com and we'll we'll get it on the air. Yes, yes. Send us your ideas. We are hungry. We are serially hungry for more of your ideas. Or thirsty. (laughs) Or thirsty in some cases, yes, with a fancy mug. And uh, we just, we can't wait to hear from you. We love hearing from you already. And we love the feedback that we've been getting. And we would love to host the the next idea on our next episode's podcast. So when you hear this, go immediately to that website, give us your idea. And remember, I've, I've had some people give me feedback that they're a little bit protective of their idea because they really like it and they don't want somebody else to have it. And they feel like it's so unique. It's so amazing. But I want to remind you that an idea is, is absolutely nothing when it stays in your brain, right? Nothing's going to get done. And maybe you need that little kick in the pants. Maybe you've been sitting on it for too long. Maybe you need a team like us that, that is willing to just sit here and go through it and then to work it out and to see if it stays crunchy. So don't be afraid. No one's going to steal it. Maybe they will, but it's worth the risk. It's worth it. We're, we, I promise you, we will not steal that business idea, right? And, and we'll be happy to work with you on your parameters and see if it can work for the show. And uh, we would just love to hear from you. We hope you enjoyed a double helping of insight and inspiration. Would you like to pitch your big idea, be a guest, invest, or simply share your thoughts with the serial entrepreneurs? Visit the serialpodcast.com.